This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, sir. It's hour two of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. By the way, forgot to mention Bench won in a very close vote off. By the way, Bench is your new G-Bag of the Day champion, which means we'll make Caleb an honorary five-time champion there, and he's now eligible for the 2024 G-Bag of the Year. Stars and Bruins in overtime. It's time now, though, for some Micah Parsons audio edition of an NFL News of the Day with Wolchuk. Yeah, Micah was talking uh, on Stephen A. Smith's podcast. We'll get to more of these cuts coming up at 520 when we hit the expressway. But some of the things that he said uh, was regarding Tony Pollard. I would say towards the end of the season, Tony Pollard was catching his rhythm again. I do think he's an every-down guy. You got to think he broke his fibula, tibia, something that's a catastrophic injury. You're talking about a guy that's really been off from that January. He comes back week one, didn't really do a lot. It takes time to get back into football. He didn't do OTAs, didn't do minicamp, did a little bit in training camp. You saw him increase. I'm just now getting back to myself, like he said. I would give Tony Pollard another shot. Says that Micah sounds like Parsons. the excuse train. Chugga, 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 chugga. I mean, sure, we, we, him or Zeke. You know, if you want a veteran running back that can get you 3.9 yards in attempt and uh, protect the quarterback pretty good, one of those two will be fine. Yeah. Did he say fibula and tibia? Yeah, he just said both. He just was like, I'm not sure which one it is. So he might have broken both. Hell, both I don't know. And... I think that it's possible that he did break both. I think yeah, it's the two bones in your lower leg. Yeah. They might break simultaneously, uh, which would be unfortunate. But... He, he definitely got better, though, uh, as, the, as the season went on. So, so bad to start. Uh, yeah, he, he was terrible to start. He did get better. Again, it, where it, is this better you guys speak of? How, how do you define that? Uh, I, I define it by some of the some of the advanced metrics will indicate that he was he was well I mean it's not even an advanced metric to say he was breaking much more tackles he was uh, but yards over expected I think got much better for him as the season went on the offensive line was doing him no favors he certainly wasn't the same type of game breaker that he was the year prior but by the end of the season he was he was uh, certainly not the problem. Uh, when it comes to your rushing attack, the I think your speed, offensive line was yeah. The long, the long speed, speed did not come back, but you I, I, you did see towards the end of the season some noticeable. Okay, that looked like the Tony Pollard flashes of last year, just in the initial burst to and through the hole. But he would get caught from behind on some runs that you're like Tony Pollard's probably taking that to the house last year. High powered offense, you know, good quarterback, all pro quarterback, lighten up, lighten it up, you know, multiple players in the passing game that can threaten the defense. I, I don't know. I, I see a lot of sub four uh, yards per attempt, and 
I, I get it. You know, the analytics help us. But I think in this way, they're not helping us. They're not helping us see what really happened in the game. Mm-hmm. But you would you would acknowledge the offensive line was yeah. much worse than the, the running back there. Like, if you could fix one of those things, it'd be the run blocking. And, heck, probably even the 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 schemes and the nuances of, of the way that they were running the football before you were getting to the yeah. running back. And I, I think 2022, Tony Pollard would have broken so many wide open that it would have made his yards per attempt big because he would still have that juice, that wiggle, and that long speed to make you one every, I don't know, two or three games a touchdown out of nothing. For sure. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. even by the end of the season when he was was much better, it's not to say that he was back to being his old self. Like 2022 Pollard will never see again. He's one of the best running backs in the league. The, the, the latter half of last year, uh, Tony Pollard, was a starting capable running back in the Service league. Back. Service so, will be back. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So like, I think a team, will, a team will sign him, and as long as it's just to a, a relatively small running back deal, it'll be okay. If the Cowboys were that team, like, hey, we'll get you back for one year on a couple million, sure. But more than likely, uh, that won't be the case. He'll get a little bit more, and the Cowboys won't want to touch it, and they'll be right for it. They shouldn't have franchise tagged him last year. And they shouldn't be giving them a multi-year deal uh, that's worth anything more than like two million a year. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of problems from the past, you need to erase. It's the signing of hurt players. Yes, a hundred percent. And the Cowboys love to do that for whatever reason. Now, uh, Tony Pollard will be, I think, at Nebraska Furniture tomorrow with the KNC Masterpiece, twelve to one. I'll be out there. You can go salute. But we've got Micah on the Stephen A. Smith show. This is a hell of a run. He did. Micah was responding to Tank's burnt-out comments, which he made, of course, on first take during Super Bowl week. We got to ask Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore their thoughts on it, DeMarcus Ware's thoughts on it. Everyone was pretty frustrated. Here was Micah's response uh, joining Stephen A. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree that teams play us like the Super Bowl. We are the Dallas Cowboys. But in the end, that's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. If you said it to someone else... You know what I'm saying? One-on-one, you know what I'm saying? Cameras off, sure, be my guest. But what I feel like, once that regular season ends and they get in the playoff, you're supposed to get rejuvenated. Like, this is a whole new me, whole new you. Like, we need to get ready. And that's part of that culture stuff where I was talking about where I where I want to dive into the players that we got to change. Like, it, it, it should never – you should never go into a game like I'm tired, like I'm ready, like I'm ready to go home. Because that's exactly what happened, and it did happen. I'm coming to the game every week like, man, I got four more weeks left. I don't know what y'all got, but I got four more weeks left. Like, that's part of culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like, that, I would like, that's just something that like, I don't agree with at all. Like, regular season, all right, yeah, I'm tired. Like, I'm wore out. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never say I'm tired or I, I feel fatigued because that's my job to not feel that way. Oof. That was that was looking right at you, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. That was 90 seconds worth of Demarcus Lawrence. You shouldn't have said that. You were wrong for saying that. If you want to feel that behind closed doors, fine, but that is not what it should be, and that is not me, and that is not a good enough excuse. Yeah, we've heard no, we weren't tired, and we shouldn't say that. You know, I I hope this brings them to a place where they can have some great leadership results from it. You know, sometimes – you suppress things or complaints about the way things are going, and it takes until you have a really bad blow-up for people to come together in a meeting and put all their cards on the table. And on the other side of that meeting, you have a potential to be a much tighter group. So that's what we got to hope for now.
is this venting is going to force them to have a conversation uh, that creates better leadership dynamics. Yeah, well, leadership, attitude, culture, and accountability uh, are definitely a theme in what Micah was talking to with Stephen A., and we'll get to some of the more audio cuts later. That's a big project for Mike, uh, for, for Mike Zimmer. It is. You got to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. Do you know that everybody has each other's back right now? It seems it, it, it does not fractured. sound like a like a team not. that's going to rally together. No. You and you you cannot. I mean, playing selfish football has already been a problem for this defense yeah. for a long time. There's an issue there. Bart Scott. Uh, then on Get Up this morning, they played this audio. He responds to Micah's comments with Stephen A. What does that mean? It's the playoffs. Everybody playing hard in the playoffs. This one I don't understand. Attitude reflect leadership, right? Attitude reflect leadership. Mm-hmm. Who's the leader on that team? They don't have one. Let's be honest. Well, it, is it my, that. Are, are you are you going to pay? No, 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 bro. I'm talking on that defensive side because that's who didn't show up. Like, I don't expect Dak to get in defensive player's face and say not today. If you're going to be that generational player, if you're going to be that Lawrence Taylor player, like, listen, I played around great players that, you know, Michael Parsons is supposed to be that. Ray Lewis ain't letting no team show up and, put, and, and lay no dud. Ed Reed ain't let no team show up and lay no dud. Darrell Reeves ain't showing up letting nobody play no, lay no dud. He going to perform and play with such an energy that's going to make everybody else play. So that's what I'm talking about. He's lacking leadership, right? He doesn't understand what winning in this league is all about. Is he a great player? Yes. But just because you're a great player don't mean you're a great leader. He needs to go to a leadership school and learn how to lead by example and quit talking so much and being so damn sensitive. You're a linebacker. That's supposed to be a tough guy spot. He's the most sensitive guy I've ever seen. He responds to everything. Get off of social media. Quit tweeting. Quit talking about responding and go about your business, man. That's how you change the culture. That's why Emmett Smith came out and had something to say. That was directly to you, bro. So instead of responding to what uh, Lawrence said, respond to what Emmett Smith said and maybe sit down with guys that know what winning is about in this league. Wow, I, you know, I appreciate Bar Scott's perspective. I think he's a hell of a Ooh. broadcaster. I, you know, I do think Micah responds to a lot. He's trying to build a broadcasting brand, okay? And that's what you do as the modern-day athlete-slash-content creator is you're out there engaging in opinions. So maybe the world is different from when Bart Scott was at the top of his game. I, I think when you're saying attitude reflects leadership, though, that that is looking at the coaching staff. And, and to me, that is a criticism of Dan Quinn, you know, and it's it's the disciplinarian versus the cupcake approach that these uh, head coaches and coordinators take. And I think there's an upside and a downside to both. You know, in Seattle, it worked on a championship level because you had so many highly motivated alpha dogs on defense that Pete Carroll and Dan, Dan Quinn's approach of like, yeah, bring me the great athletes. Maybe they're maybe they're a little rough around the edges. Maybe there are discipline issues, but we're just going to let them come here and be themselves. And them being themselves was being complete badasses. You know, I don't think you have the same makeup in this Cowboys locker room. Nope. So maybe you need a coach to draw it out of them intentionally a little bit more on a daily basis. Yes, yeah, I, I think they absolutely do. That's why hopefully Zimmer, I do think Zimmer emotionally is the right hire here. They need some of that. And if that means that uh, you end up having a lot of people hating each other at the end and it doesn't even work, then all the true colors will show. I think either way, this is a good move here. Hopefully he gets them going in the right direction. But, I mean, you, you're you talking about Micah Parsons and building his media brand. It's like, what do we, where, where, where are the priorities? Where are yeah. your priorities? Like, that's fine that that's what you want to do there, but you, you have plenty of time after your career to worry about that. And the best thing you can do for yourself, I mean, heck, Bart Scott. Who is, who is ultimately, who is Bart Scott? He's on ESPN talking right now. 
It's not like he had he didn't have to do a whole bunch of things throughout his career when he was a, a Baltimore Raven. He's not sorry, Ray Lewis. I can't really talk to you right now. I got to go tweet some things and respond to people. No, Bart Scott now has a great media job, and he didn't have to do anything like that throughout his career. Well, it is- Micah Parsons, go win it. Go win a Super Bowl. Go win a Defensive Player of the Year. Go be a dominant NFL player. You have the star on your helmet. The brand will take care of itself, dude. So my only pushback on that would be, I mean, it's different than generations in the past, but does that necessarily mean it's bad? I mean, can't you do both? There's a lot of time in the day. They're not even practicing that much. No, th- for sure, for sure. But then all of a sudden now, now you're talking to Stephen A. Smith when you should be talking to Demarcus Lawrence. You're right about that. Yeah. Like, it's, it, like that's when you're talking problem. to Stephen A. Smith, it's, hey, yeah, I, I actually picked up the phone and I talked to Tank about that. He probably feels like he'd like to have a couple of those words back. I don't think he actually feels that way. And as the leader on this team, I wanted to confront it with him. And I think we've got this thing figured out and you don't have to worry about the burnout thing ever being a problem. I don't even think it was just a problem. I think he misspoke there. But don't worry, we've got it figured out and we're rocking and rolling. And I'm not worried about telling you, Stephen A. Smith. I'm worried about dealing it with my teammate, Demarcus Lawrence, who I would guess Micah hasn't even discussed this with no because how do you feel because he's too he's too busy discussing it with other people the rest of the locker room when you hear Micah say that and he's basically throwing Demarcus Lawrence under the bus I mean how do you think that that's going to make everybody else feel in that room and, and I get it from a media standpoint hosting your own podcast and all that it's entertaining you're saying the right thing you're being honest that's awesome yeah Draymond Green I does that, that after he's a world champion three times but he does t- that later in his career you don't start your career with this yeah when you talk about the culture and accountability uh, and, and he does take accountability during the Stephen A. Smith show, and we'll get to some of that at 520. But that is also part of the problem right there. He needs to look himself in the mirror and be like, dude, I also need to do a better job here. Because I don't think he is a natural leader. I, I don't know that there's many people in that locker room that are viewing Micah as that go-to leader right now. Maybe he tries and does that over the offseason. But again, like we've talked about, I don't know that that's something you can just become. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you're bringing in a lot of different generations. Now you have maybe your two best leaders in Gilmore and Cooks haven't been around for a long time. I mean, Dak's a great leader as well. I shouldn't say that. But two of your better veterans haven't been around here a long time. You have the young superstar who's better than your old star, you know, and I think that the leadership could should come from one of the best players. So it's a difficult needle to thread. But again, I think you look at the coaches here to understand that's what they're trained to do. The football players are, are, are trained to play. The coaches are trained to get everybody on the same page, and through experience and hopefully self-reflection and education, they have a lot of tools in, the, in their book to create some great team unity. You know, I, I think that's a, a huge priority as we go into this, and I think you sell them on the idea of, guys, our cap is screwed in 2025. Many of you will not be around. This is our last chance in this window. And this might be your last great chance. So, you know, whoever you feel like pointed the finger at you, it doesn't matter right now. We got to go win some hot damn football games. They got to come together in a big way. And hopefully Mike Zimmer can help with that. I mean, we heard Dave Campo talking about, you know, maybe Dan Quinn was a little too buddy buddy with some guys. Maybe getting that different voice in the locker room will help a little bit. You talk about best of the weekend, which we're going to have coming up in a little bit. But holy crap, Des Bryant, throw up the X. Our guy hits a 13 leg. College basketball parlay Again? on Saturday. Yes. Another one, bro? Yes. 13? Let's go, 13 leg. And he posted it, so it's legit. He nice. put down 767 bucks to win 416970 He's posted another video today with the stack of bills that he is just stacking up right now. I mean, look, Dez, 
I, I know he's he's another guy who's wanted to do something with uh, you know the personal corner and all that. Dez might need to go get one of these gambling jobs over there with BetMGM or something because our guy is hitting at a pretty yeah. consistent rate. He can point out the mistakes they're making in their lines that allow him to hit a 13-leg parlay. Dude. That's outstanding. I thought my poker tournament win over the weekend was huge, but that's that's small potatoes. And Des, I recognize you're a champion as well, just like myself. Congrats to you. I also notice you're into the Web3 stuff and the NFTs. We've talked about that on this show before. I'd love to connect with you on that again. So holler at me. You know, it'll be just two champions hanging out. Just a couple of talking, champs. Talking gambling wins and just winning. crypto and maybe some sports. <laughs> yes, dude. Man, hey, shout out. Hey, I'm subscribing to that. Just so nice. you know. Nice. I, I've, I am following you on Twitter as well with your... Crypto stuff, dude. Sick. Right on, bro. No, I, I had such a keep fun Keep pumping weekend. out the videos, dude. Okay, I will. Okay, it's time to go around the bases, though. Let's keep cranking out the baseball content. Oh, what baseball. are we doing there, sir? Yeah, okay, so the Rangers, we had everything new from Surprise. We had Corey Seager speaking about uh, his mic drop moment. And how's Josh Young doing? That's next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a good one. We're going around the bases. 254 says, Gavin, defending the the bad Cowboys culture and making uh, Mike excuses is peak Cowboys culture. I, I just think it's a... It's accidental that it happened that there isn't a real daddy of the defense. There's nobody that commands respect and attention. Dan Quinn didn't do it. So I'm with you. I'm on the same page with you. I just don't think it's natural to say, oh, you're not a good leader. Well, I'm mad at you now as a fan for not being a good leader. Or this is something you're doing wrong. They're just not good leaders. And in the absence of one, they're all trying to step up and do it. But it's very hard. Leadership isn't something that you just decide to do and go do it. And if your coaching staff isn't good, if you don't really have a functioning GM of the team to keep the, the, the coaching staff, you know, thinking that way and your GM isn't capable of doing it, like who's going to do it? Asking the players to do it? That's that's crazy. The, 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 the people that are actually, it's in their job responsibility to coach leadership or to, you know, provide a culture and a, and a, and a general set of standards, that's coaching. That's exactly what that is. If you get more of it from your players, that is a bonus. But all you're looking for from them is consistent, hard work, focus, and playing with passion. And that is leading by example in a way. But, uh, you know, I, I just think it's, it's, it's weird to look at non-leaders and then get mad at them for not being a leader, okay? And I don't, I don't think you have any on this football team right now. Um, I don't, uh, uh, and I don't know if the the coaching staff situation has been conducive to identifying them. Maybe you know that's another thing on the coaching staff. You got to identify leaders and help groom them. You got nothing. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I think you salute Dak. 
you know, for for being an, uh, what I be, I believe to be an amazing leader. Uh, Brandon Cooks uh, as well, um, you know, and there's tons of guys that lead by example on this football team on a daily basis. You know, but what you're talking about is the Ray Lewis leader, that kind of dude they clearly don't have. It's time now to go around the bases. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214-817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. Tell us about the baseball, Wolchuk. Well, I don't think the Rangers have a leadership problem. Marcus Simeon, after setting a record with the most played appearances in the history of the sport with 835, what did he do? After the World Series championship parade, quote, I went right into it, said Marcus Simeon. I thought about our opponents and the team that didn't go as far as us and had an extra month to prepare. So I thought to myself, why should I take a three-week break? Because we went this far. Now I need to do what I did last offseason. Marcus is just the man. He's he's he's, he's a, just an absolute badass. He's sick in the head uh, in the best way possible when you're a fan he's of just a workaholic. the team that he plays for. Yes. yes, absolutely. And I know that he was talking about dipping into the uh, his uh, I believe his son's little league team. Yeah. He got right into the right right into coaching there. So I mean, he's just he's a stand up dude. He is the he's picture perfect discipline. Everybody knows it was one of my favorite things of last year was reading the story where everybody talks about Marcus in a particular article, and all these players are just quoted as like, yeah, you just you know exactly what you're going to get from him, Mister Consistent. And at every time of the day, anybody could just if if you want to know where Marcus is, just look at the clock, and you know he's he's Mr. Routine guy, you know exactly where to find him. That's just, that. that's who he is. And that was, man, what a great signing he was just for being that, the, the, the stable force and playing all of these games. I wonder how many he sets out to try and play this year and how much the, the team is like, hey, we, we're going to schedule some days off for you because so, we don't need that September, October slump. Yeah, Boach yeah. said that he has talked to him about that. He said, look, if he's beat up and he's banged up, a day off is beneficial. But he loves to play, and if you take that away from him, if he's healthy, is that beneficial? We're in this game to play, and some guys don't want to sit. Well, I think he's got special makeup. His his durability, his reliability speaks for itself. He's an in Iron that Man. department. You know, I, I think other players it does break them down, and then they get hurt. You know, because something's tired, something's fatigued. But yeah, he has the ability to be consistent. So I, I would just do that. it for to to protect against a mental break. I agree, and I think you've seen that with like Adolis Garcia. You know, he's a guy that certainly you need to give some time off because that will affect him not only at the plate, but uh, he will also get banged up over time. I think Corey Seager. He's coming back now from the sports arena. He was talking to the media, said he's feeling okay right now. He's really not sure uh, if he's going to be doing much at all in spring training. He kind of doesn't like to know, hmm. really. Uh, he wants to just be told, like, okay, now I can do this, or else he's going to start pressing. He's yeah. going to try and be like, okay, I need to make sure I hit this goal, that goal. Uh, but Seeger was asked about his mic drop moment in response to Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros that made the claim of, I guess, uh, people wondered what it'd be like if the Houston Astros didn't win the division. Hmm. I guess we'll never know. Seager famously goes, people wondered what it would be like if the Rangers didn't win the World Series. I guess we'll never know. That ended up kind of being a rallying cry for the entire postseason. Here was Seager's back and forth with the media. What's been the reaction that you've gotten to that from people that you've run into? Repeating it to me. <laughs> um, which is great, right? Like, I'm I'm happy they they were excited about it. Obviously, it was a really fun time for us, but got to move on for me. But I'm glad they still enjoy it. Did you surprise yourself with with that? 
Yeah. Did you plan that? Uh, no, that was very at the whim. Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it at that. Well, did what he said it appears to have stuck with you yeah, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it for sure did. You know, it, it's something that motivated us. Um, we used it, and it was great for us. You know, it, it brought us more together in a time that we were trying to regroup. So. It was a it was a good thing for us. I love it. The yeah. rivalry between Houston and Texas—it's at an all-time high right now. Whatever you need to use to galvanize and just get that extra motivation. I mean, look, the postseason is in itself, but that was something that the team was able to come together for. Yeah. And uh, Seager's moment will go down in history as one of the best mic drops in, in sports. Absolutely. I, I don't know if they win. You know, if if Bregman doesn't say that. And that's why Belichick was so notoriously constantly playing defense against bulletin board material. Yep. Only good things about the other team can be said. You never know when something's going to go viral or strike a nerve in a way that inspires people to be so laser focused and adrenalized. You know, now they're operating at a higher than 100 percent. You can't maintain higher than 100 percent for long. Yeah. But you definitely can through a postseason run when every time you step foot on that field, it's 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 lighting you up. It's refilling your tank. And that I believe that was a huge factor in the Rangers getting it done. We also have Max Scherzer, who uh, was out there at Surprise talking with the media 10 weeks after he had surgery to repair a herniated disc in his lower back. And you've always got to make sure you say that a little bit slowly unless something else comes out. But he said that he uh, feels great. I feel completely normal right now, which is really weird considering I had back surgery. I'm just idling. So that's good news for Scherzer. He's still on pace right now to probably come back uh, after the All-Star break. He's on schedule. But, uh, you know, that's also a guy you kind of just want to make sure. Max, just calm down. All right, don't overdo it because you are a crazy person that we love, but we also don't want you to do anything that's going to end up uh, being a setback there with that back surgery. Yeah, and you know he's going to work out like a maniac. Hopefully he doesn't pull a Dak where he works out so hard yeah. that he needs to redo the operation. You know, that's that's going to be really important, especially at his age. He's going to heal a little bit slower. Uh, and you know, obviously the training staff has, uh, you know, a, a great deal of experience with these kind of things. But I just want to protect him from himself and Hopefully the team's playing so well that we don't, you know, feel any added sense of urgency to get him back in there. And hopefully at this age he can bounce back and still be the same. You know, any anytime you have a, a significant surgery like this at any age, there's a there's a threat that you won't be able to come back a hundred percent. But I think they have gotten pretty dang good at this operation, we'll check. I think they have too. The bummer was Josh Young, and this happened, of course, uh, over the weekend, but he ended up having a calf injury. He was fielding it. It happened ball. during our show Friday. Yeah, there's a video. Yeah, there's a video of it. So he the the diagnosis is three weeks for Josh Young. So he said, uh, I guess I really just don't like being in spring training. If I could get through the first day, maybe the rest of the year would be a little bit easier. Said Josh Young. But the team doesn't expect to add any veterans. It's going to increase the re- workload probably of guys like Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith. Duran's probably the club's top option. If either Josh Young or Corey Seager are not ready. For opening day Rangers had hoped to get Duran more work in the outfield this spring to increase his value maybe get him some more everyday playing opportunities other infielders in camp man can, it's great to have him on the team isn't it, is. it? he's just a, a jack of all trades you talk about a utility guy Duran is that dude but other guys that could see a significant uptick in playing time Jonathan Ornelas Davis Wenzel Baylor zone and then veteran non-roster signee Matt Duffy as well is a guy that they could take a peek at This was a fascinating article from Jim Bowden on The Athletic, and I was uh, cruising around. I heard Alec 
and Blake and CA talking about this. And that's why you tell her you turn it on, leave it on over the course of the weekend. But the Rangers in, in Montgomery, you know, Monty's still out there. And it seems less and less likely. I know Chris Young said he doesn't expect massive roster additions and it's all going to come down to the money and the contract. But Bound wrote about what if he decides to do a shorter term deal or even a pillow contract? that allows him to go back on the free agent market next offseason. A one-year deal in baseball is called a pillow, a pillow contract. A pillow deal? Yeah. So, like, we saw Adrian Beltre kind of do this at, at points, too, when he first came with the Rangers, then he got a ba- big extension with the Rangers and ended up having a Hall of Fame career. But maybe you do the, the one-year pillow-like contract, you talk with Scott Boris, his agent, you pay him whatever it is, 25 to $35 million for this one year, and the hope is, hey, you're back with Mad Max, uh, you're on a team that you just won a World Series with. If you go out there and you perform, you carry over that postseason run of success, now you're going to hit the free agent market again next year, and you're probably going to make even more money. So I do think there's a sell here, and there's a pitch where this could make some sense uh, for Monty and the Rangers to maybe hopefully get a reuni- get Ooh. reunited. <laughs> That'd be beautiful, man. That really would be nice. I, I trust CY and company no matter what. Even if they get into the season, there's no Monty deal. By the time you get to the deadline, they're going to make the necessary moves that they need uh, in order to get over the hump. And they, they they will. I mean, ultimately, as constructed, doesn't feel like this is going to be the roster that gets you where you ultimately want to go. And so moves are going to have to be made. But bringing Monty back, what, what a shot in the arm that would be, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just before this season, everybody would be pumped. And he still, I would imagine, gets the lifetime Hurtado deal. I even so. if it's just a one-year deal with the, with with the club. Oh yeah, so, you honor that. Yeah, you honor that. Yeah, Brandon's a stand-up guy, so he's going to honor that, and that's a no-brainer situation there uh, for Monty. Uh, and and the, but the pillow contract is not something I've heard of before. This is the first time I've ever heard of pillow contract. Yeah, makes so this two of us educating the pillow contract. Yeah, Rangers are pillow talking. And, I guess uh, we're not baseball guys like Wolchuk and Sands. Yeah, just pillow contract this thing, man. Or how many pillows generally do you guys sleep with? Like, how many do you need to get a perfect night's sleep? Used to be two. two. Now it's you down to three? one. Oh, what happened? Oh, have yeah. you, you've punted on you trade. I don't know. And this you just could, cut one of your pillows. I like could that. have gotten ball sacked on this, but wifey was like, "What you want to do is not sleep with your shoulders uh, on the pillow." So now I kind of just sleep with one because if I have two, like naturally, I don't know, I, I have to have my pillows on the on the pillow, or my shoulders on the pillow. Oh, so, so you were double stacking pillows on yeah. for your head? Okay, I was thinking maybe you had a like different, I was getting a little between bit the of, legs pillow, perhaps. I was getting or? some leverage, you know, just a little bit of a. Lift you wanted there. to be up a now, little bit. Yeah. Now I'm just going flat. I think that's really the the healthiest way to do it. I have two big heavy ones. They're thick. They're like the memory foam style yeah. ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I like encase my head. Okay. Okay. And it's it, it it started just as like a coping mechanism for the noise when Abby was born. Yes. And then it turned into such a habit that that's now how I'm most comfortable sleeping. So you nice. cocoon your face in pillows. Yeah. That's I got awesome. a little pocket down here. I can breathe. So out you guys of. don't, yeah. <laughs> you guys don't body pillow this thing, Lucius. How many pillows are you using? Because I, I love it, like a between the legs pillow if I'm yeah. laying sideways, or maybe like a under the legs pillow uh, if I'm laying flat. Yeah, yeah. I usually rock with about four of them joints. Wow. Yeah, sleep with like two. You know what I mean? Like uh, holding, cuddling, like holding cuddling, them? and I'm yeah. laying my head on it. Then I have one laying against my back, one between my legs. Okay. Wow, dude. Yeah, I like to be smothered in pillows, man. Yeah, I dig that. We're doing a lot of pillows. No, I've never feather done pillows. The, I love a good feather pillow. You know, never done the between the legs. Oh, the the goose down. Yes, dude. those are exceptional. Oh, yeah, I yes. had one as a kid. Okay, uh, 
there you have it. The uh, the the proper round tripper from Woolchuck. We've, We've got to get it. out of here. Sands is coming up at six twenty. Okay, we'll talk more baseball with Sands coming up at, at six twenty. Coming up at four o'clock, we'll get you some Cowboys news, but. Up next, Chief, where would you like to take us? Best of the weekend, a local legend has to apologize, but I think the sport he plays for should be the one apologizing and a PGA Tour ball sacking for the ages next year in the nation. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. Hope you're having a great Monday. Uh, it's time now for uh, Eric Chiafalo to entertain you with a little best O of the weekend. Here's the Chief. Congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama for winning the Genesis Invitational. He did it. He was like 200 to 1 odds coming in. He goes ahead and gets that thing done. Jordan Spieth, local legend, was disqualified, and uh, it's because he signed for an incorrect scorecard. Yeah. Signed signed for a 3 and made a 4 on number 4. And so he gets the boot there. He's very sorry about that, but I think think the sport of golf should be more sorry about that. Like, that... We I'm all not mis- saw it on TV. I'm not Mr. Yeah. Golf Guy, so maybe some people are more passionate in the other direction, but to me, it just seems like, what what are we doing having to score this thing? Can we have some sc- scores out here? Yeah, wh- why Why is the guy, he's got he's he's not able to ride in the golf cart, he's got to walk the whole thing, he's got a lot on his mind here, and he's got to score himself. Like, uh, what what's what's the deal here? Why, why can't we have some other technology that allows for the scoring to happen and the guy doesn't have to score himself? I'm, like, not, a, I'm not a golf guy either, but it's like the you're, the honorableness of the sport or whatever yeah. it is. Like We should be able to trust each other to score our own. You're I get it. That was system. well said, dude. The yeah. honorableness of the sport is important. That's exactly what it is, I think, word for word. Um, I think the deal is, you know, you're so spread out. You know, golf has had a, been a game that's required integrity and honesty because I can't see you hitting your shots all the time. I know you went behind that tree. Did you do anything to the ball? You know, so you get, yeah. so, but we're, we've reached a point now, especially in the pros where you should have a scoring system that doesn't involve the players. There's definitely a way around yeah. this so where we could do this with modern technology. Like we shouldn't have to score and if you game, get caught, but yeah, golf purists are probably thinking like, go after yourself. You guys are idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. For sure. For well, sure. I like the tradition of signing it, but if I'm wrong, don't kick me out. You yeah. know, just be like, hey, you're wrong, and we're going to add a stroke for being wrong. Not Dunsky. Penalty. It I wasn't like intentional. You think I'm going to do this intentionally? We're on TV, dude. If I make a mistake, it's 145% an accident. Jack Wagons. Precisely. Yeah. Is that more, I mean, we're all football guys in here, and there's there's definitely some archaic things about the way football is done. Yeah, with, but don't mess with my football, but I can mess with your golf. No, because that's I, how I feel about it. Yeah, but like the chain gang. <laughs> Yeah, I'm out. with you there too. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a couple of things like, about football. Let's get a football. chip in the damn football so we know was this actually a first down or not. <laughs> yes, yes. The arbitrary 70 year old that's running out there spotting well, the ball. I mean, we maybe got it's a yard one with an way or the other. Card trying to figure out was this a first down or not. And at least he was trying to provide some level of nuance there with the index card. Yeah, you could do a better job at spotting the ball with one Logitech C920 webcam than these referees can. <laughs> I don't know. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, is that is that like a, that's a low level basic cam, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Consumer level. It's a run of the mill cam. 80 bucks. Yeah, it, it'll map the whole thing out. Dude, I got, I got ball sacked so bad. I wanted this to be true so bad that I didn't even spend a second considering the fact that, that, oh, that no. this wasn't true. And it's, it's during, it's during the golf and you see tour golf verified account. I mean, they hit all the right notes with this fake account here. PGA Tour, at PGA Tour, except the U and the O are flipped. So that's where I should have known. 
Okay. Uh, but there's a video. It shows golfer Tom Kim almost missing his tee time, and he is running out <laughs> at the start of this thing. He's running it. in his tight white pants. He's running out so that he doesn't miss his tee time. And Tour Golf at PGA Tour verified tweets out the video, and it says Tom Kim almost missing his tee time as he approached the tee box. He said, quote, I just asked my brains out, never eating in and out again. <laughs> oh, man. I wish that were real. We all want That's that to amazing. be real, except for probably Tom. Tom is probably the only person on planet Earth that does, well, and in and out. I don't think I don't know that that's necessarily a great marketing tactic. Right, right. For if in and out doesn't want that out there, but like those are the only two entities that don't want that to be true. Like Taco Bell, you know that's happening. We get that. But you said he ran out in white pants. That should have been right there. What did it for you? Where you're like, there's no way this guy just had a pooping issue. And then he's going to rock white pants to play in. And that was my play when I quote tweeted it and sent it out and started perpetuating the fake news here. I put it out to the world very quickly after seeing it, quote tweeting, just like, man, the in and out and the white pants, like that was that was a recipe for disaster. And then so and, he was almost late, but didn't say that. Yeah. Like the whole thing is real up until the fake quote of, gotcha. of him asking his brains out and never eating in and out again. Because we're so, all eating in and out again. Yeah. So that I, I not the fries, but yeah. Yeah, now we'll pass on the fries unless you get a animal style. I formally apologized on Twitter, but I did want to, you know, be vulnerable with you guys as well here in the safe space. I appreciate that. Letting you guys know that I am sorry. This is my first sacking of the year. So okay. I'm kind of proud of myself. I made it to almost March. Yeah. I think you did a hell of a job. I think you were on a streak. Three weeks ago I, I, I said I can't get sacked or cracked, and I'm still throwing the shutout. Uh, okay. But I'm nervous about that on a daily basis. I did tease <laughs> one hour ago a story from Best of the Week, and I'll try to make this short, Chief. The good news is the best of is the guy was okay. Thank God. But we're doing a little soccer practice yesterday at the park. I noticed a guy driving his motorcycle in the parking lot. Okay. He's kind of, you know, weaving and trying to learn how to turn it and stuff. You see this from time to time, people in a parking lot with their motorcycles trying to learn how to go through the gears and everything. Okay, so this wasn't donuts. Like this wasn't no. just going buck wild. No, but he was he was accelerating and braking, you know, like he's trying to get the feel of the bike or whatever. And it, it, I kept looking over at him and it, it, at one point I hear boom, right? Ooh. Which was his tire checking and then his bike hitting. I snapped my head over. Dude is still airborne, kind of trying to hang on to the, uh, the, not the steering wheel, but the handlebars. Ends up getting rolled over by the bike, okay? As he comes down, the bike kind of slides over him, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. So he's down, and the bike goes sliding away. He tries to get up, falls down like he was hit by Tyson. So I'm like, oh, Abby, here we go. So we pick up our stuff. We run. We drop it in the truck. We use our truck to drive over there real quick. And... Dude is so bloody, like jeans all torn up, one shoe is off, hands are bloody, like road rash everywhere. Oh, And he's just like in this state of shock, calls mom, mom comes over, she's hyperventilating, they just lived a couple of miles away or whatever. Oh, so he doesn't have bones sticking out of his No bones sticking That's out. That's a miracle. I'm like, dude, how are your bones on your legs? He's like, I, I think it just rolled a little bit and scraped. But it, it, it appears no broken bones. No spinal damage. He's probably going about 40, I think. Helmet? Did have a helmet. Thank God. Yeah. But a young leather, man, cool goes, leather jacket? No. No leather. He's like, okay. man, I just got this bike. I don't no gloves, no anything. <laughs> yeah. That's obvious, bro. You did yeah. just get this this bike. 
Damn, oh, man. They should have some level of like when you go when you go snowboarding or something for the first time. They have that little class, little right? The little, like the little tutorial. Maybe there should be some level of mandate when the 19-year-old comes in there with the speed bike. Like, hey, I would think let's, so. let's 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 we have a parking lot here at the place that you just bought it. We're going to take you outside and show you how this thing works a little bit. Yeah, this is free. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is free. Wheelies. Let's let's go ahead and yeah, this is I, complimentary. I think that runs counter to the motorcycle guy sort of life ethos. That's a great point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's going to push back on that yeah. every time. I got this. Hell yeah, Dude, I'm going to hunt through traffic. <laughs> Let's go. Get out my way. Give me three minutes. I'll be ready for the race, dude. But that's one of those. That's one of those things. Like like Abby, twelve years old, she'll be telling that story for the rest of her life. Yes, and I was so happy it happened because I'm like, I don't have to worry about ever wanting a motorcycle. That's very true. You lucky dog. That I mean, the last place you want to find your daughter seriously hurt in order for it to happen. Oh man. Well, good for that guy. Good for that guy. Glad he's okay. That's a scary. His bike still ran. Oh, okay. So the bike wasn't even shake. He was. He was like. You know, and he drove home very slowly. No, no, uh, no parked cars that got messed no. up in the making of this no. this film. No, nope. so it was a wide open lot. He picked a good lot. Just about a dozen, uh, maybe silver dollar size scabs. Okay, uh, or uh, you know, that's about it. That's a dub. That's a big I mean, dub for that guy. Considering the circumstances, I I did that. Don't take that. Where my brother, my older brother, got a Christmas gift of a gas powered motor scooter. Uh, when when he was probably in like sixth or seventh grade, and so I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade, and I hopped on that thing on Christmas Day, and I gave it a gun, and I went flying off that thing, and that might have been the reason why after that my parents forced my older brother anytime he rode that scooter in our neighborhood, he had to wear his full football <laughs> uniform. Okay, like that's an L. from hel- like that's helmet, amazing. face mask, shoulder pads, <laughs> jersey, gloves, like knee pads and thigh pads, uh, hip fall, pads. He's got I'm the whole thing, hurt. bro. It wasn't long before. It, I mean, I'll never forget. I have images in my head of my schmo brother driving through the neighborhood <laughs> in full football. Like you're not going to practice, kid. You're just making you're making laps here. And this wasn't a bet payoff. It was no. It wasn't long before he was like, dude, this is just not worth it anymore. I should, that's the this. ultimate parenting move, right there. Sure, you can have a motorcycle. You're going to wear your football uniform. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Not just a helmet. We're going full pad. I don't think thing. I'd make it to 10 times riding that before I was done. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it cut the it cut the uh, the motor scooter dream very, very short for my older brother. There. Okay, the, the text line is all coming in with you do have to take a driver's course when you get your motor license. So maybe this guy just didn't get the license. OK, cool. Or he did and still just didn't know what the hell he was doing. Very possible. Either way, glad he's okay. Thank goodness. Uh, we've got some more stuff, but we'll hit it a little bit later. Right on, dude. There he is every Monday at 340. Best of the weekend for you, G-Bag Nation. Cowboy stuff's coming up next. We'll chuck a little C-note. What's on deck? Three trade suggestions for the Cowboys offense and uh, maybe some cost-effective free agents they should consider as well. That's next. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.